Greetings, you dirty heathens. In our weekly discussion, we are going to discuss sinners and saints. But before you get your panties in a wad, just remember, we are the group that managed religious exemption to a federal mandate to federal employees. We manage this not with our feelings, casting stones, or the esoteric meaning of our belly buttons, nor did we accomplish this mighty deed by mimicking their own universalist beliefs and structures. We did this by proving our faith, ethnic, and tribal in origin, by understanding our people, our lore, our history, our cultures, and proving it beyond a shadow of a doubt. The job of those reviewing the request? To tear apart our arguments and reasoning to create doubt. Our job? To prove what we say to be true. Simple as that. If you want to learn our secrets, all you must do is tune in weekly, follow the link tree in the description of this channel to our other outlets, and don't forget, if you love our people, you can support us financially through donation or purchases, as our efforts are completely supported by listeners just like you. I am the lore keeper, and with me is Celtic God. Um, before we actually dive right into it, I just want to say I, I find it absolutely hilarious that all these people that was arguing with us before, and yeah, getting their panties in a wad, they're now crawling out of the woodworks. Please, Missa, please, sir, would you please tell us how to get an exemption? Yeah, you go to your HR department, you get the, the form to file for a religious exemption, and then know what you're talking about. Pretty simple. But people should really remember this whenever they get mad at, us, mad at us for saying things that they don't like. Everything that we say is backed up by lore, customs, history, and just our general psychology as a people. Uh, fair enough? Yes. All right. On that topic, we're going to dive into something else that's going to get people's panties in a bunch. Catholics appear to be better polytheists than heathens do. Yes, and the way we actually came to discussing this, as much as it's going to piss off the pagans and the Catholics and everyone in between, is that I have had people, both Christians and non-Christians, so pagans, atheists, whatever, declare that paganism and ethnic faith is too complicated. There's too many gods. There's too many stories. There's too much. It's just too much. And my response to this is, seriously, do you have any idea how many saints there are? Like, of the known gods, there's probably an equivalent amount of known saints. I'm not happy. This is not to say that the saints are gods. No. Or vice versa. Not at all. We're just talking raw numbers here. Yes. And here's the thing is, just like gods, the saints have... You have your more famous ones who end up getting like 12 different ways they're represented, like St. Nicholas or St. Christopher or St. Mary Magdalene or St. Mary the Virgin, or so they say. But um, with all of these different deities and all of these different saints, they have your local ones that are very important, like St. Notburga or Saxnot or Puck and all these. And then you have the more broad ones which those were deities by the way not saints just in case you're new to the the whole shit show that's going on <coughs> well he just listed off was deities not saints well i threw a saint in there but she's also a deity and that's that's the fun bit is sometimes the catholics were so lazy they just threw saint in front of the name right saint bridget that's the most famous one they also did saint ursula saint walperga didn't well, even change what they do no. Just called him Saint. Or Saint, is it Saint Dogda is the other one? 
Oh, I don't think they... But they did. They do sometimes use the term the good God to refer to the Christian God. Yes. Of course. It's, it's, it's just a mess. Well, and here's the thing. They also don't try jamming them all together either, which is why I say that they do it better than most heathens do. They don't necessarily try to jam all the saints together. Like, you might have St. John and St. John. Well, there's They'll a lot of St. John's. Right. And they're, they are adamant. These are different St. John's. These are not all the, Saint jo- the same St. John. See, this St. John is from this area, and he did this thing. This other St. John is from that area, and this time, and he did this thing. Two completely different St. John's. And yet, heathens, even if the names aren't the same, they will, they're just similar. They're just similar. I'm sure that we've all seen these these people. Oh man, the whole they, they will try jamming them together because they sound similar, not even the same. Well, yeah, I have had people try to claim the Morrigan and Regana are the same because they both turn into birds sometimes. Sometimes, not even the same bird. No, no, no. the The Morrigan is more ravens and crows, and Regana is more owls. But they both start with M. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, they're both female. Yeah, that's it. But, but you, you see what we're saying is, and, and here's, here's another thing that they can do that I really wish our people, that, that our people being heathens could do with our deities. Oh, I've never heard of this deity that you're talking about. Um, I'm aware of one that's quite similar. And then have a discussion, but not try to claim them to be the same. You get two heathens together, it's like 30 seconds in the conversation. They're trying to say that these are the same deity because some superfluous um, similarity. You get the Christians with their, with their saints. Oh, they can, they can sit down for hours. I've, I've witnessed it. They can sit down for hours and talk about two different saints and talk about similarities and they focus on the differences. Well, and here's the thing is the way the saints are treated is they're this weird thing. Because the actual cult of the saints in Catholicism is descended of the Greek hero cults. However, the function of saints is more often used to cover up deities, not heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, more often than not, they kind of just left the heroes be because, I mean, whatever. Well, because the, the reason why they managed, why they did that is because the heroes were just straight up humans. So they didn't have to make the deity into a human or one of, some of my favorites is they would actually take some of the gods and either make them demons or uh, angels like mm-hmm. uh cupid and fortuna became angels whereas pluto uh became like a demon you can see that in like dante's inferno and stuff so this whole complicated well heathenry is too complicated uh, no no it's actually really simple everybody works too hard at it that that's the whole problem well, all, all these educated experts, they're working too damn hard at it. And they're, what, what are they working for? They're trying to jam them all together so that, I don't know, they, they, all the deities compete with some, I don't know, idealized version of some singular mono-god? Well, and here's the funny thing, is most Christians, either they've made up what God is, so they, they, they're not even following the book. Most of no. them haven't read the book. They have some loose idea of what they want god to be and they can't even agree if it's male female androgyn whatever and then on top of that yahweh is a hermaphrodite well or a dragon trans dragon or whatever you never know it's a trans dragon 
oh yeah, like a, t- a modern kids TV show <laughs> character. But that's the thing is all of these things. It pains me to say this, but I've said this before, and it's something I really don't like to admit, which is I have met Christians that are more pagan than pagan, most pagans, mm-hmm. and I have met pagans that are more Christian than most Christians. Oh, yes, in so many different ways. Um, today, we're just going to focus pretty much on the whole um, uh, saints part of it, but there is a lot to it to support the thing that you just said, and as far as complicated goes well we have so many gods which is why so many people try to boil us down to 12 gods which imitates the um the greek pantheon well not even the entirety of it just a specific well what people think of as the greek pantheon because really there's thousands of greek gods well and yeah and then well and then their argument might might be but we also have the spirits which are effectively just deities What's the difference between a spirit and a god, or a spirit and a deity, um, the way that you view it? Well, I mean, this is really obvious with, like, nymphs. Mm-hmm. Because nymphs are spirits, but they're also minor gods. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the it is mostly perception. It's the same way with, like, I don't want to get too far into, like, the deities with this topic, but, like, Orpheus, Achilles... Oh, I'll help you out with that in just a second. Go ahead. But these are these are both... Heroes that are also deities actually were deities before they were heroes, but might have been heroes that became deities. And it's a weird loop. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, I hate the thing about Christianity is you yourselves, if there's any Christians listening, you're the ones that proclaim that you have the singular truth and therefore your stuff has to have some level of consistency. Mm-hmm. Because if the word keeps changing, well, and holding you, up that singular book. Yeah, so if your word keeps changing, if your story keeps changing, if how it's supposed to be practiced keeps changing, your religion is not the singular truth. You are just the cult of one God. And even that is inaccurate because of all the cults of saints, which are very, very well, widespread. Just go to a hundred different um, Christians and ask. And, and I'll, I'll play fair. I, I won't lump all Christians in, in together. I'll just use one sect of Christianity. My example is going to be Catholics because they, they're the ones with the saints. Protestants, yes, they recognize saints, but that's a different approach. But just ask any Christian within a certain denomination, I think is what they call it. What is God? If you ask a hundred of them, you're going to get a hundred different answers. Well, and I think... Oh, and, and to... to um, but, yeah, I was going to bring up angels as far as complications go, because heathenism is, or heathenry, the Hyperborean ethnic faith, it's too complicated to to do, so we need to simplify it. Like Christianity, but Christianity, you, you got the Trinity, which nobody can actually explain. If you ask a hundred different people, you get a hundred different answers. Then throw in the saints. Then throw in angels. Because they have a whole pantheon of angels. And demons. Oh, yep. And now we get to throw in the demons as well. And then you got the, um, what are the, you got Satan or Satan or the devil, whichever one they want to call him because he's all. Oh, and my personal favorite is when they considered the devil, Satan, and Lucifer three separate figures. Right. Well, yeah, because it's an echo of the, the divine. But then he also has his lords. 
and then below him is the demons, and then on the other side, you got the Holy Trinity, his angels, which is a whole vast array of types of angels, let alone the, the named angels or the unnamed angels. And then you got saints, and then there's heroes. And then there's ones that are all of them. Like you have um, one so of my first... you want to talk about complicated. Like Holy shit. Saint Michael. I was so confused. I'm like, Saint Michael? Who is Saint Michael? And then it turns out it's Michael the Archangel, but he's also a saint. And I'm like, wait, what? Right, and... and... Some some Catholics will say the rules don't change. Look up at papal look up papal orders, papal bulls, oh, papal bulls, oh, whatever their their the things are that the Pope signed that says this is now what Christianity or what Catholicism is. They have changed so much. One Pope will say this thing, and then the next Pope says no, that thing isn't a thing, and they actually separate it by dates. So I looked up uh, a thing because there's a common question. Do unbaptized, um, unbaptized people, non-Christians, go to heaven? Anyone before 1965 goes to hell. Anyone after 1965, well, between 1965 and I think it's 1982 or 1985, um, it's Pope Francis. Those ones go to heaven, and then after that, they go back to hell. This is actually the way that it's described by the by the papacy. Well, I looked it up because well, I was just curious. Well, and here's the thing is if you go back far enough, we all just went to the pagan gods if we were unbaptized. Like a little child that was unbaptized. Right, that's the one was, I was looking for, but they are really... Um, inconsistent. Well, not just inconsistent, but they hide things. Like I could not find anything before I think it was late 1600s, and I know that there were papal decrees before that. I know that there was because it's mentioned in history books. And yet I couldn't find anything before I think it was 1970 or 1670-something. Well, and the reason that this doesn't bug me, if you treat it as a folk faith, the inconsistencies, mm-hmm. the ridiculousness within the saints. It's the singular truth thing. Yeah, that's once you start arguing that rather than you just have this ludicrously complicated set of cults, now we're dealing with different rules. Well, the thing is, is you can't rationalize attacking, killing, uh, torturing, genociding entire peoples if you don't have the singular truth to back it up. Now you're just a, a dickish sun cult. Yes, and they can't afford that. And we need, we as heathens, need to not fall into that. Well, so I mean, that is a big, easy trap to fall into, and we need to not fall into that trap. Well, yeah, and that's one of my favorite things about Christianity when you're a pagan is once you've sort of gotten over your, well, Christianity's fine, and then you go over the hump of, man, these assholes, look what they did, and then you're sort of settling down a little bit. Then you just take a look at it, and you're like, so it's like the cult of a Jewish wizard that became like a sun god and is now like a god of love because people are horribly depressed or something. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> right. Uh, well, and what's their proof? Well, because we say so. I, I mean, really, that that's it. W- because we say so. Huh? It, it's like we, we was mocking it before where you got these kids playing um, shoot them up laser laser bang, right? Just using their fingers as the guns. And the one kid goes, bang, I got your zow, I got you. And the other kid says, no, you didn't. You missed. Well, I have 
a laser uh, a, a laser sight so uh, I know where where my shot went well your laser sight is loose well my gun also shoots self-tracking all I have to do is think about my target and and my shot will go to it but you still miss me because I have a laser or because I have a force field that nothing can get through that's that's what their arguments are it's absolutely ridiculous and that's that's the thing and here's the beautiful thing and this is actually one of the reasons i wanted to bring it up it's not just because the way the saints are treated would actually be closer to the way our gods were treated not in the sense that there was some big papa sky that all the other gods were under and we just kind of ignored papa sky and did the others no that's a christian concept a, mm -hmm. ca a catholic concept no what i mean is they had ranges and you had more popular ones and less popular ones but Pop, less popular didn't mean less important. It just mean more centralized. Because right. Saint Notburga, for instance, mm -hmm. almost unknown out of her region. And there's actually multiple Saint Notburgas because there's the one that's really obviously like a almost like a a Hertha or a Nerthus style deity. And then there's another version with like twelve different babies that always sit on her lap, and that's more Hala or Perchta. Well, and one thing that a lot of heathens try to do is they try to find this one singular deity that all heathens worshipped. When, even in the history books, it, it, it backs me up on the, no, it didn't work that way. Um, through this huge range, everybody might have Thor. He's one, cannot dispute just how massive his, oh, his he, range he, was. Uh, him was, he had a massive, But massive he wasn't range. sitting on top through that entire range. Different tribes have different chief gods. And it's not impossible for that to be unseated, but it's rare. And there's a difference right. between tribe and civilization. Right, and, and tribes meaning like um, the the small Bodunk town of Bodunk. Their chief, their their, their chief um, deity is um, give me a god that's not in the Scandinavian, or give me a giant. Um, uh, Angerboda. Okay, Angerboda is the chieftain uh, is the chief deity of Bodunk. In another town, we'll name the town um, Glassy Bottom. Their their chief deity is who's the fiery giant from the Scandinavians? L uh, Surtur. Surtur. Okay, so they both have each other because we chose from the Scandinavian family, right? They the the ones that have Surtur as their chief deity are aware of Angerboda. The ones that have Angerboda are aware of Surter. So, whose range is what? And who's actually sitting on top? Depends on who you're talking to. And that is actually glorious. It's wonderful. Well, for instance, it, it's something that a lot of people don't think about, and it's one thing that I'm very kind of, I, I push it all the time, is we had a lot of animal spirits, animal gods, and mm -hmm. animal cults. These well, were and quite really often we had animal the animal deities sitting up at the top at, as the chief. You, you've pointed out... Uh, the bear cult was massive yeah. throughout much of Europe, especially, like, it really gets highlighted in, like, mountain regions like the Pyrenees and the Alps. Um, well, and, and it's kind of humorous, and I'm not devaluing it, but I kind of think of it like these towns where, who's your mayor? And they point at the cat. Why is the cat in charge? Because the cat ain't going to fuck nothing up. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's 
It's really hard. Like, that's like there was this meme I found. I love Wojtek. That's why I wrote an entire mm-hmm. freaking article about him for one of our uh, publications. But it's... Uh, no- the, the British are, you know, the whole crying uh, Wojcik meme or whatever they're called. He's like, no, you can't have a pet in the camp. And the Polish guy's like, okay, congratulations, private. You've received a promotion. <laughs> and then there's a picture of Wojtek and he's like, roar, eat cigarettes. Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. It seems to me like the, the biggest problem is with just about anything. People's trying too hard. Or not trying at all and claiming that they try hard. Yes. It's like um, playing guitar. I suck at it. My, my hands have been really damaged, but I, I try. But I have a tendency to try too hard when I'm playing the guitar. It's because I, I know people that can play guitar. And they're like, here, try this. It'll, it works. You're trying too hard. And then I'll try it, and all of a sudden I can hit a clean chord. Um, same way with, with fighting, like I've been tra- training you how to do uh, combat. And what's one of the most common things I say, you're trying too hard, you're thinking too hard. Just do it, relax and just do it. And then next thing you know, you will be doing it right every time. It's the same thing. These, these Catholics with their saints, they don't worry about, oh, I got the right saint. No, I have the right saint. They don't even bother with that argument because they have this this other overarching pile of bullshit. And they're like, well, neither one of them is actually in charge. So th- they just discuss their saints and they discuss them honestly. They're not trying to, well, mine is sitting on top and yours serves mine. Deities don't work that way. Well, and let's be honest with how most Christians have traditionally treated um, Yahweh. God is a philosophical concept. Almost every Christian, while they will fervently declare... He's a built-in excuse for everything. Yes. Well, and that's that's on a the basic element. And then you get people like C.S. Lewis or some other philosopher, and then they God becomes not a literal thing so much as like a metaphor for something, a philosophical concept. Well, and this whole idea of having to be the one, I don't know, with the singular truth or the, the one that is worshiping the the reality or whatever. It's kind of like some of those Christians that try um, getting on our good side. Oh, I believe in your deities because we believe Yahweh is real. We just think that he's a liar, a liar, a thief, a bit of a cannibal. Um, but they'll be like, oh, I believe your deities are, are real, and I believe in many deities. They just li- uh, lie in service, work in service of the one true God. Okay, back up, say that again, listen to yourself on the second go. Well, yeah, it's pretty much like saying, you know what, I want to work with you. You're great. And then you show up and you're like, yep, I'm here to be partners. And they're like, okay, here's my laundry, uh, here's my grocery shopping list, tut tut, I'd also like a macchiato. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, what the fuck? Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not playing the whole, sure, we can have both. You're all our bitch now. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Not Christians. playing that game. Not playing that game. Well, and here's the thing is, historically, sometimes we have played that game. It always yes. ends badly for us. Yes, uh, I, can, I could relatively quickly find a few villages that were wiped out for playing that game. Um, there's a movie that I was watching the other day that's based on that. Uh, during the Mongol invasions, um, a Slavic tribe, tribe tried working with a Christian 
king, I guess. And yeah, they, they got wiped out. Yeah, they were betrayed by the Christians. At every step. At every step, every single time they tried to work with them. And this is why we say, at most, we'll fight with you. Not beside you, but not even under you. Simply put, we'll fight in the same direction for the same goals, but we just, historically, you've been proven to not be yeah, trustworthy. Yeah, we're just not going to trust you, that's all. Yeah, you have tr proven time and again throughout all of history, you will lie to our face, get us into battle, and if you're kind, you'll leave us to die. You'll just not show up and mm -hmm. have us be outnumbered and killed. Or, if you're not going to be kind, you'll actually get us somewhere and then kill us. Or, or join the enemy. Yeah, that's happened before too. Yes. But I don't want to get into that whole nope. thing. Um, it's This is mostly about people saying heathenry is too complicated. It's not. No, Christianity is far more complicated. And here's the thing is, it shouldn't be. Pagans, we get a pass because we don't claim that we have the one truth. Mm -hmm. We claim that this is our ethnic faith. And ethnic faith is beautiful in its messiness. But and we're not bound to a single book. No, we're not bound to any book. And here's the thing is with our gods, with our spirits, with all these things, just like in Christianity where it's like, is he an angel? Is he a saint? Is he a hero? Yes. We have that sort of mess too. Mm. Like, is Hercules a god? Is he a hero? Is he a human? Is he a demigod? No, and to be a good heathen, you don't have to know them all. No, I mean, I've actually I don't gone... know why people have that, uh, that expectation. Well, I, I I don't know all of the deities. Here's a secret. Nobody does. Well, here's the, here's the other thing. Is I will ask people what gods they know. It's not because I'm expecting you to list off as many as I can. I know I'm the exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. What I'm expecting is that you've done enough research to at least know some. And to if you've settled on some, why? Well, you mostly do that with the people that I know all about it. Okay, name seven deities that aren't in the Marvel movies. And they typically can't. Yeah. But, for instance, myself, the deities that I value are not necessarily things that I expect everyone. I don't expect people to enjoy the Bear Mother or Holda or Perchta or Krampus or Wotan or any of these deities. But I do expect if people are going to do deities that they've picked them not just because they're cool. And here's the thing is, there are historic ranges of gods. And then there's also modern ranges of gods, which are not going to be the same thing. People have moved around too much. Information spread too much. But there's a difference between, like, Hala. Frau Hala, Frau Holda, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. her. Maybe they're different, maybe they're not, who knows. Whose cult is actually spreading organically. It's mm -hmm. just the more people hear about her, the more people are interested in her. Because she's a prominent, important German goddess, and there happens to be a lot of Germans in America. Well, the but, one thing I, I find... It's actually kind of uplifting for me. The cult of Paul Bunyan is on the rise again. Oh, it's growing like crazy. I mean, people love Paul Bunyan. Well, and, and I want to take credit for it, even though I know in reality we probably can't. But I want to take credit for casting the stone out there first. There's, we've seen reference online where people are actually beginning again to refer to Paul Bunyan as a deity. The god of the North Woods. Yes. They are literally starting to refer, and some groups are even referring to themselves as um, worshippers of or cults of Paul Bunyan. Yeah, he's kind of, well, sure, 
Why not? It's actually a common statement. I used to say it as a joke, and now I say it in all seriousness. The first two deities of America are a lumberjack and a groundhog. Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, but here's another... Well, that doesn't count the ones we imported over, because we imported right. a lot of them. For they, they came with us. Lady Liberty, things like that. But our gods and all these things... There's the organic growth of cults like Paul Bunyan and Frau Halle, and then there's what I will refer to as the inorganic growth of cults. And these are individuals like Odin. Government-funded. Like, yeah, effectively. That, effectively, that's what it is. It's government-funded cults. Well, Odin or... Um, man, I like Bridget. I really do. But mm -hmm. I want to say this because I think it's very true, because most people I meet who say they honor or venerate Bridget don't have the slightest idea what Bridget is. They go with the Wiccan made-up conception of her. Yeah. It's sort of like how there's this made-up, almost Marvel Comics version of Odin that's mixed with, like, some weird esotericism from the first half of right. the Right, and they're century. doing the same thing with Bridget. Yeah, and it's aggravating. Bridget is Bridget. She is not a Trinity goddess. She has sisters, I guess you could call them that. Um, but, no... And this is this is another part of people making it too complicated. Well, this deity is an aspect of this other deity. That doesn't exist. It doesn't. Um, let me see. If you're a great chef, an aspect of you is cooking. However, you are far more than just cooking. You don't have a separate self, which is a cook. That is part of you. You are the cook, but it's only an aspect of your personality. Well, and this is a bad habit that some pagans have developed, mm -hmm. which is this god, we don't have a lot on them, so they must be an aspect. Like Saxnot. People will claim he is an aspect of Tyr. They have absolutely nothing to back this up. They no, just... Sax... you'll hear me say it all the time. Saxnot is Saxnot. Yes. Saxnot is not an aspect of Tyr. Yes, and with all of this, what I want to now swing it back into is you can actually roughly figure out the range of deities by tracking the saint cults that were used to replace them. Or it's, to cover them up. Yes, oh, and here's the thing. This is the trick. And they're not one for one because you are actually delving into that quite a bit. They're not one for one. No, but... they were, they, they, it was multi, multiple, mm -hmm. like Saint Ursula. They were like, the bear cult was so big they had to come up with like 20 saints to cover up the bear cult in any given area. Mm -hmm. um, on the flip side, there are also saints that were used to cover up multiple deities. Like right. St. Nicholas was used to cover up Woden, Fro, um, a number of other deities. I think he probably was used to cover up Apollo. He was also used to cover up Velez. And the Holly King, too, wasn't he? Because uh, I think um, St. Nicholas is usually portrayed with the, the Holly wreath. No, or no, no that that's, that's Father Christmas. They didn't even really bother making him Christian until, like, a really late period. I mean, yeah. you well, and that's the other issue, too. I mean, it's so complex. I get a headache looking at... Catholicism and Christianity in general because of how complex it is. And the rules, they claim that the rules are steadfast and solid, but they're not. And it just gives me freaking migraines. Heathenry? I'm like I'm like a little kid in a toy store. Ooh, this is cool. Ooh, this is cool. Run over two aisles. Ooh, wow, that's cool. Well, and here's the thing with, um, with the saints. You can actually track when they start diverging mm -hmm. because, like, you get up into uh, where Sinterklaas is. Mm -hmm. You know, he's combined with uh, 
probably Woden, but that's a maybe. But he's combined with a very hairy deity because he got he was originally a clean shaven youth in most depictions. Gets into Germany, massive beard, mm-hmm. and he's incorporated with Krampus, the fertility god, in a bunch of Wilderman customs. And the same with like uh, Belsnickel and all this. And then you, but he's also fused in with I think Fro because there's actually a lot of Fro and Woden have this weird crossover. It's like at some point they weren't considered the same, but there was enough like, cause like sometimes Woden is a sun God, even though that's more Fro's thing. And then Fro is sometimes depicted with Sleipnir for some reason, which is very confusing, even though he's also got Gulen, his boar. So there's a whole mess right there. And it's like, there was like the cult started shifting or replacing, but then it got stopped halfway. And it's really weird, which I think is partly why, it's not a singular deity into Santa Claus. Then you have the cultural influence from all these other areas because Northern Germany is like this hodgepodge. You have the British Isles, Scandinavia proper, the continent. It's a whole mess. Right. Well, and we're, we're closing in towards the, the end of the show, but uh, I want to bring up because people said, oh, I'm going to listen to your podcast so that you can tell us how to get the, the um, exemption. Well, the answers are going to be one hour at a time. This is one example because somebody might have sat here through this whole thing for that specific reason. They're like, well, what does this have to do with getting the exemption or any exemption? What it has to do with is the way that you look at things. You have to know more than one thing, and it's how are you looking at at the world. That is the important thing. And you have to be able to back it up. You you have to be able to back it up. We can back up the things that we're saying. Precisely. And just to kind of finish my thought on these saints, because it is important, because mm-hmm. we bring up the saints were effectively used to cover up the gods and complaining that paganism is too complicated. And We've Christianity done whole shows on sacrifices and cannibalism and um, because there's people that argue that we did human sacrifice. We're sitting here going, nope. Um, well, we did cannibalism. We're sitting here going, nope. Well, we, we um, sacrifices. We, we would sacrifice stuff and throw it on the, on the altars and then leave it there because it's a sacrifice. And we're like, nope. Well, yeah, it's, we're trying to convey not just one thing. We're trying to convey a way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. And I just want to name off a few more saints just because this is something we're doing. You also have... St. Guinefort, who is a greyhound. <laughs> he is a dog. Why? Because there was a cult surrounded... Oh, it was actually like a Celtic hero cult around a heroic greyhound. And then that greyhound, because they couldn't get the people to stop honoring their hero cult of the greyhound. Well, and you they, also got those started. cults with the uh, the dogmen. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the dog-headed men. Mm-hmm. The, like St. Christopher. He's a giant in one area. And then over there... He's a dog-headed man. Yeah, th- this is not the same dude everywhere. Um, Which is not to be confused with werewolves because they always have dog heads. Yes, they're just a different thing. And then you also have things like St. Joan of Arc and St. Olaf. Because St. Olaf just straight up was used as a replacement for Thor. And there's even a story where he beats Thor by casting aside his hammer. I think that was propaganda. But, oh, like in the Marvel movie with Hell where she just yeah. catches his hammer? Well, he doesn't like, even catch nope. it. He just... Sends it away with the power of God or something. <laughs> and here's the thing is, he looks like 
Thor. He's got a big red beard. Like you look up some old depictions of Thor and it looks just like St. Olaf. And St. Olaf was considered a descendant of Freyr, which is why he was semi-deified while he was still alive by the pagan subjects, of which he himself was a Christian, and actively discouraged them from doing it. And they were like, yeah, no, the crops are doing good. You got Freyr in you, dude. <laughs> um, and then you have, like, you can look it up. Like, there's so many different versions of Mary or Mary Magdalene. Like, there's one version in the Alps where she's a straight-up wild woman. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that ties in with some of the deities in that area. Um... And it just goes on and on and on and on. And here's the thing is, one of the reasons I don't tend to hate on Catholicism as much is if you take the church hierarchy away long enough, all of the saints start to repaganify because that's what their most of their cores are anyway. I mean, mm -hmm. some deities, I mean, some uh, saints like St. Joan of Arc were straight up deities. And there's actual legends of saints interacting with deities in a positive way. Like St. Klaus from Switzerland. There's a story where Wotan shows up and shows him the wonders of creation. And mm -hmm. it's, it's not as clear cut. And one of the best examples of this, and this will be my final thought, is the saints will repaganify if the whole structure is put away, which means we win either way. As long as our people live, we will go back to our ethnic faith one way or the other. If you don't believe me, look up Sinterklaas of the Wild Hunt. They are starting to depict him as a wise reindeer centaur, like a freaking Chiron of the North. Mm -hmm. We are who we are at our core. Catholicism just very poorly covered that up, which is why there were many wars with Protestants. And the fact that modern paganism is trying to structure itself in a way similar to these Christian organizations is so silly to me. We are who we are at our core. Sinners, saints, deities, heroes, whatever the frick you want to call it, we will go back to who we are. The trick is the understanding. And that's what we're here for. And that's why we got the Vax exemption and a lot of big corporations did not. Haha, ha, we were right. <laughs> Lord keep her out. Right, well, and he calls them corporations because that's what they are. These, these big churches, they want you to think that it has to be this big organization to be a religion. It does not, at least according to the American law. What they have to, to get what it is that they're after, they have to be a not-for-profit business. And they are not in the business of, allow, uh, of teaching you how to, I don't know, raise questions, how to reason how to look at things. They're in the business of telling you what to think, where to think it, when to think it, what to do. And by the way, you must give us money to be part of this organization. And yeah, we're, we're not that. While we, and I, I covered this in the last show and I'll probably cover it a couple more times. We would love to just put out an example. An example of what it is that we did to get this exemption. However, we simply can't, cannot afford to do that because every time that we've d just given it away before, other people will pick it up, run with it, and claim it to be their own. And then they encourage people like you to stop listening to people like us because it cuts into their, cuts into their finances. We're asking for our people to support us so that we can do this on a bigger scale so that we can help more people. 
remind people, teach people, because you wasn't taught in school how to ask questions. No, you wasn't. And that's probably going to be another topic at some point. Um, reasoning. No, schools teach you to regurgitate thought. You've been trained into servitude. We are trying to show everybody how to break out of that servitude. And we're doing that one hour at a time. Today's going to be a little less than one hour, so class is short. But, yeah, just make sure to keep tuning in. We will bring up things that people don't like to hear. And the thing is, we can back up what it is that we're saying. We want to bring this to more people. And when we get big enough, yeah, we will just straight up hand out the the information, give you the answers rather than saying this is how you find the answer. We will just straight up say, oh, we did this thing. Here, look, take it, use it, run off with it. We don't give a shit because we're able to do what it is that we're trying to do. So we want to just give everybody these answers. Raw truth is we can't. So we have to hold it and say, hey, if you want this, you're going to have to listen to us one hour at a time. You're going to have to share us around. You're going to have to make sure that we can eat, that we can do this as a living so that we can do it more often. Anybody that's been following us for a long time, I'm sure that you guys have noticed that we're, we're doing this less while trying to actually increase the, the quality. So... You guys share us around when we put out books, buy the books. We have places that you can donate. All this. Help us make make a business that we can not just support ourselves, but so that we can actually do things to, to help our people. And not in the way like the church or, yeah, there are churches too, these other organizations. They're just churches too. But they feed the poor. Well, we want to do more than just feed the poor. We want to help the poor feed themselves. That's what we want to do. Sad reality is it takes money. So until then, we're going to keep pushing. We need you to help push with us. Share us with your friends. Share us with your enemies because they won't like it. Yeah, and help us out, and we'll all keep moving forward together. Until then, don't keep your head down. Don't keep your mouth shut. Do keep your powder dry because the shit's about to get real.